welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a new movie called Lisa Frankenstein. So this is a new horror comedy. And it is written by Diablo Cody. He's probably most famous for Juno. And this is the directorial debut of Zelda Williams, who is the daughter of Robin Williams. And yeah, so this movie ostensibly is about Lisa, played by Catherine Newton, who uh, in the bulk of the movie, she is living with her dad, who has remarried after the death of her mom. And so she's living with her dad and her stepmom and her stepsister, uh, Taffy, played by Lisa Soberano. This is set in 1989. Uh, Lisa is a bit of an outcast, um, kind of a loner. She spends a lot of time at a cemetery, kind of um, just sort of wooing over the grave of a young man who died back in 1837, uh, a bachelor. It has a bachelor's cemetery, which maybe was a thing back then. But anyway, uh, that young man was played by Cole Sprouse. And through a series of magical whatever event things, <laughs> uh, he is resurrected one night and goes to her house. And she ends up, like, hiding him in her closet. And uh, he he starts doing a lot of bad things. But she kind of likes it. And she's also crushing on the editor of the school. I guess this is a school newspaper or whatever. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, that that's your that's your setup for Lisa Frankenstein. I'll just go ahead and say now to me, this movie is sort of a mashup of three movies that come to mind, which is uh, Warm Bodies, Heather's, and Edward Scissorhands. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. It is kind of a mashup, a bit like Frankenstein's monster itself. It's made up of many different things, mm-hmm. and um, of course, the you know classic Frankenstein novel and movies, but. The movies you mentioned, and I can think of others as well. Um, so it's derivative, to say the least. But I enjoyed it. Um, it has an interesting vibe. I like the kind of mix of kind of gothic and 1989 neon aesthetic. Um, I just found that to be fun. Um, I think the kind of the two lead actresses... Um, you mentioned Catherine Newton and uh, Liza Sobrano. I think they were really good. They played their the stepsisters. Um, Catherine Newton, um, she's our main character. She is really committed, I think, to this role. And she, the character art gives her a lot to do, and I think she does it really well. Um, I really liked her character. But I thought uh, Liza so- Sobrano was really excellent as well as the stepsister. And um yeah, there's just lots of neat kind of visual flourishes as well throughout um, as characters have kind of dreams or um, other altered states of, of consciousness. I just found it to be very interesting the way that it was portrayed. So there's just a lot of creativity here that I that I enjoyed. Yeah, I would say overall I enjoyed this movie. Um, one of the things I, I sort of liked with maybe some slight reservations was sort of the look and feel of it. Um, the production designer for this was Mark Worthington and the art director was, um, Michelle Harmon. Um, like I said, this is set in 89. And before I think they make that a hundred percent clear, you get the idea. It's probably not modern day because sort of like the hairstyles, the clothing, um, early on in the movie, they go to a party and 
I could tell like maybe some of the cars, this wasn't present day. And then the big thing was there were no cell phones. Everyone was present, mm-hmm. right? They were like just having conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't staring at, at electronic devices in their hands. So, uh, and then, yeah, they eventually say it's 89. But I kind of like, and I kind of don't like the look of like the, the, the well, the, the, the set, the, the, the production design, the, the, the interiors of the houses, for example. Because on the one hand, I wanted to say, oh, this does kind of look like late 80s, early 90s. On the other hand, it's like, this looks like the stereotype of 80s and 90s that has permeated pop culture. But as someone who lived back then, knows that things didn't really look like that. Um, you know, that things were much more plain and regular looking. Back then, I mean, they certainly there is certainly a particular look and feel to those decades, but I feel like they've sort of been uh, there's some there's some weird hyping up that's gone through with them, and this movie has that. Mm-hmm. But again, if you are trying to signify that this is from that era, sure, you know, in in, in a pop culture cinematic sense, it does a good job with that. Yeah, you know, sometimes that bothers me when. Um a movie is set in the 80s and it's kind of that stereotypical heightened 80s aesthetic like you're talking about. And it, but it, it only bothers me if, it, if the film is kind of, uh, kind of a more realistic movie. Like if it's, if this is a, you know, a family drama about some, uh, family living through the 80s, that would bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is just kind of a bit of a flight of fancy. And so it didn't, the heightened aspect of it kind of worked for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I did think about that during during the film. Um, you know, because it's set in 1989, it has a killer soundtrack. We should mention that, Yeah, the too. soundtrack There's is great. Lots of great songs. I was especially excited to hear Jesus and Mary Chain show up. You don't often hear them on a soundtrack. So um, so that was great. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed myself. And again, it's those, just the, the creativity of the visuals that I got most of. Now... You mentioned Cole Sprouse plays um, the resurrected zombie boyfriend. The zombie boyfriend. He doesn't. He doesn't have much dialogue at all. I don't think. Um, but he does a good job. I think just with his physical acting, it's you really do kind of feel something. Cole Sprouse always good. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> no, I agree. I think he does a great job with you know um, the lack of vocals that he you know he doesn't speak uh, really in the movie. Um, and yeah, I do want to just kind of, you know, I do think the MVP here is Liza Soberano um, as the stepsister. Just, she does a really good job. Um, and you, this movie is very much kind of almost a, a horror comedy, little bit of a fantasy. I mean, there's fantasy elements as far as like, yeah. you know, someone who's been dead 150 years, if there's anything left of them, they would just be bones. It wouldn't be someone who looks like Cole Sprouse. So you kind of like suspend your disbelief uh, for that. And, but you know, and I will say, so we saw this. This was one like one of those mystery movies that like AMC and Regal shows on Monday nights ahead of the release. Uh, you go in, they don't tell you what it is. Um, so this was this is how we saw it, and uh, there was a lot of people in our audience, and I would say we were probably the oldest people there, uh, <laughs> and they were laughing. Um, I'll be honest with you, in the last post pandemic. I've been to movies that are like comedies or have funny moments in them. And like, I don't see audience or hear audiences really reacting a lot to that. But 
I heard quite a few laughs and chuckles in this movie. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I really like uh, Diablo Co- Diablo Cody as a screenwriter. She just has a, a real nice way with dialogue, and there's some really funny lines in in this movie. So, yeah, I thought the script was very smart. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those movies that you know it's not earth shattering. It's not going to change the world. It is kind of derivative, and and I do feel like. It could have been a little better, mm-hmm. but despite all of that, I mean, I found it enjoyable and uh, I'm glad I saw it and I would probably recommend it. Yeah. Um, so what would you give it out of 10? I give it a seven out of 10. Okay. I would give it a seven out of 10 as well. And that is uh, Lisa Frankenstein. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.